0: Welcome to Astrology Bites. This is your host, Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Astrology for Real Life, a no BS guide for the astro-curious. I'm also your host for this podcast series. If you're curious about astrology, you are definitely in the right place. This is episode 129 of Astrology Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on astrology. My goal is to make astrology feel simple, clear, fun, and totally applicable to your everyday life. All right, let's get into today's episode. So today we are talking about understanding your loved ones with the Celestial Trilogy. And my special guests are Amy Zerner and Monty Farber. Welcome, Amy and Monty. Hi, Hi, Teresa. So great to see you.
1: And hi to all the people that follow you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, it is such a joy to have you here today with me. And uh, you've got a new book coming out. I want to, before we even go into this topic, I want to talk about the book because it's coming out in a few weeks. So if people are listening to this right now, I'm recording this in March. The book is coming out in April. And the book is called uh, Mindful Astrology Finding Mm -hmm. Peace of Mind According to Your Sun, Moon, and Rising Sign. So, first of all, I want to know about the book. Can you tell my listeners? what this book is all about
1: well it's the first book that we know of that talks about the rising sign because the rising sign is is a very important part of your celestial trilogy people know their sun sign uh, some people know their moon sign and very few people know their rising sign the
2: big three that's what we call them. which is we want to know what everyone's here and we want to know what yours are Teresa, and we'll tell you what ours are. But you make such a portrait of a person by those three things. And it's kind of simple to find out, but you can really understand yourself and people you live with and your friends and even your pets.
1: And it's so powerful because the rising sign is the sign that is on the horizon at the moment that you're born and take your first breath. And and when you ingest that hologram of the subtle energies of the planets and the rising sign is how other people see you. That's what makes it so important to know. It's especially important for parents of children because before they can talk, knowing their rising sign, they might be a Capricorn rising, you think everything's calm and cool and collected, and oh my God, everything's great. Meanwhile, what's going on inside may not be as calm and cool and collected.
2: And we call it mindful astrology because mindfulness is being fully present in the moment and embracing the moment. So we want people to embrace themselves fully and other people and be more tolerant and more understanding and more mindful that way of who you really are.
0: Right on. Well, I think that is something we all need. And I love what you said about children too, because, you know, as a parent, I know that astrology played a very important role in my, how I treated my children, how I worked with them, because they have both very different charts. Sure. And so knowing that uh, I think is is really helpful for parents, but for all of us, you know, so before we talk about getting along with other people, tell me how understanding, and this is called the Celestial Trilogy, by the way, for people who are listening, your sun, moon and rising, you know, how can that help us understand ourselves when we understand this Celestial Trilogy?
1: Well, when you look at a, a chart, it looks like a pizza pie. I can show people what that looks like right now. Okay. Through the, magic of, uh, through the magic of computers. A chart looks like a pizza, right? And, yeah. Well, I mean, you know all this. I'm, I'm doing this for... for you know, you know.
2: Because we love your book, too. Yeah,
1: your book is everything anyone needs to know, and really. And the point
2: that you make that it's astrology for real life, that's what we're all about. It's, re- it's really understanding what can help you in a practical way, what can help you through the day. Yes, and, and
1: and so when when your chart looks like this pizza, the rising sign is actually over here. And so this is where the planets are right now in the sky. And if a baby was being born right now, they'd ingest this hologram. And they'd have that thing that looks like the symbol for Lululemon is Leo. And they'd be a Leo rising like me. I happen to be a Leo rising. Mm-hmm. And knowing that I'm a Leo rising... Well, <laughs> it because <laughs> knowing your chart is really about becoming friends with yourself. Yeah. So so not knowing your rising sign is like getting dressed in the dark because you don't know how people see you or letting someone else dress you. I I know that I come across as more dramatic than I'm thinking because your sun is, is how you're how you're thinking. Your moon is a reflection of how you're thinking, and it's your emotions, your emotional intelligence. But how it all comes out, what it comes out as is more dramatic when you're a leo rising amy's a scorpio rising so they're intense they're sexy they're they're um they have a tendency to be misunderstood because they're so passionate you know the rising sign is is a good thing for helping you to make friends with yourself
2: because you're understanding how other people see you whereas inside is your sun sign your purpose your consciousness And your moon signs your subconscious and more your feelings and your emotional intelligence. So that whole blend helps you understand yourself and how others perceive you. And as a fashion designer, I often look at the rising sign to see, well, I know myself, Scorpio rising, I like burgundies and deep purples and blacks. And I can see that in other people what the rising sign is. And
1: and for people who are born at sunrise, what you see is what you get. Because it's it's if you're born at sunrise, then the sun is right here on the horizon. It's coming up. In a chart, they rise this way. Um, and but if you're not, and the odds are eleven to one that you're not born at sunrise, and that your rising sign is not the same as your sun sign, you don't necessarily know how other people see you. And, and you know, I've been teaching astrology classes lately, and and when you see the aha look on people's face when they get. Oh, so that's why people interpret what or misinterpret what I'm trying to say. It's a beautiful thing. And I've been trying to sell a book concept with the rising side for the longest time. And, and the publishers have been reluctant because it seems like it's a little too much.
2: Or they think it's so specific, whereas it's everything, really. In astrology, it's so important.
1: Yeah. And, and, and just
2: knowing that gives you so much insight. What's yours, Teresa? So I'm a Libra rising
1: Oh, so Libra rising uh, f- for your guests because uh, you know yourself better than anybody. <laughs> um, Libra rising, if I look at someone's chart and they're a Libra rising, they want harmony, they don't want to be around people who are fighting. Meanwhile, they can be a double Aries with Libra rising, so they're pushing it out there,
2: they're on fire
1: inside, and they're they are naturally aggressive, but coming out through the Libra rising. Means that if they haven't worked on themselves, they'd have a serious conflict with how other people are judging what they're what they're saying. So, so. your
0: son's in Gemini. Yep, I'm a Gemini son, Scorpio Moon, Libra Rising. Oh, that makes sense.
2: So yeah. my mother was a Gemini with Libra Rising, and my best friend's Libra Rising, Virgo. So I, I'm drawn to that because they like everything nice, and I want. Every, I have my Moon in Libra, so I want everything nice too.
1: Right, so so that, that, that's and and it works that like that in terms of uh, relationships as well.
2: Now, do you ever sometimes Libra rising can kind of stay on the fence? So, with your family, are you like the peacemaker?
0: I'm both the peacemaker and the troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm oh, the You peac-
0: Gemini! <laughs> you it's so Gemini. You know, I want peace and I want harmony, but. Uh, I've always been the troublemaker because I tell it like it is and I tell the truth.
2: Moon and like, uh, Scorpio. Scorpio can't help it, right? You get to the heart, right? Gotta and tell it, the but, truth, gotta lift up that rock. And
1: if you were a Scorpio rising with the moon on the
2: ascendant, not only
1: would you be a great salesperson, because moon on the ascendant is great because it reflects the person that you're trying to sell to, but you would not be telling it so much like it is. Because really cause, well, the Scorpio risings they'd be looking you'd be looking at them saying i know what i could tell you right now but i'm not going to tell you that's
2: me it's a little more you know circumspect a little more holding back
1: right and but libra risings i I mean my
2: aries wants to but
1: (laughs) (laughs) the libra risings would would uh, not want to rock the boat as much so you probably only do it when it's going to really help people
0: yeah absolutely absolutely that makes total sense it makes total sense so what about people who don't know their time of birth i mean how do they determine their rising sign what do you do for that
1: well you there is ways there's rectification that's a lot of work for an astrologer but if they if they look at the rising sign in the book in mindful astrology they'll they should do it with someone that loves them because the people because you might not necessarily <laughs> know. they will tell you the truth. They'll be like, oh, that's you. You know, that's you.
0: yeah.
2: Because also, there are some physical things that you can look look at height or like Gemini Rising has long arms and um
1: Leo risings are usually very upright po- good posture. Good, good posture. of course, there's always exceptions. Round to faces rule. for
2: cancer rising. So that helps you determine. Also, and colors that you're drawn to, like I was saying, yeah. Right. And plus, plus,
1: we're Amy and I have have really devoted ourselves to helping people get into a various things, like the, the Enchanted Tarot, which has been out since 1990, was to help people get into tarot, right? Um, it, it and 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 mindful astrology is to help people get into the real astrology, but
2: because they might want not want to commit 20 or 30 years like we all did, right? Right.
1: Or but you through. can
2: use it so much just on a simple level and I, I think that's that's true of basic astrology. Right,
1: and, and it's helped us so much. I mean, we've been together to for 46 years. It's, it's like our language of love, astrology, and the tarot have, have helped us in such amazing ways. I, I, I wouldn't even know how to start to, to tell people how many ways it's helped.
2: Well, you know, when you first get into it, you start doing all the charts of the people in your family the people you love, and it's like, oh, that explains it, and Gosh, you know, it's like a language that describes it so accurately and beautifully. You know, you have the elements and then you have the cardinal fixed immutable. And it's really the blend of all those things makes a beautiful portrait of each person. And you, you embrace their uniqueness and hopefully they embrace yours too. Well,
1: we once went to an astrology conference and they had, instead of, hello, my name is Monty, it was your sun, moon and rising sign. And it was so much fun.
2: We to- wish everyone would walk around with that
1: button (laughs) because a lot of it has to do with self-acceptance and accepting the differences of another person
2: it's wonderful now people do know we were in trader joe's the other day and a woman had a scorpio tattoo so i said oh are you scorpio and she said no my mother is but i'm a scorpio rising and my moon's in virgo and i'm pisces sun and and like right there we had like a really cool conversation because you can tell so much, right? Well,
1: and and thanks to your work with your books and, and our books, people it's getting out there. People Yeah. Like the New York Times had an article said, what did it say? Tarot is a thing or astrology yes. is a thing. You know, <laughs> pe- people are starting to realize it's just it's not nonsense. You know, it's not right. fortune telling, but it could help you make your fortune.
0: Well, you know, we've been doing, you know, uh astrology and tarot for a long time yeah i mean we've been practicing for a long time and it's so interesting now to see how i mean big and trendy it is now i mean it's had like this huge comeback or i don't even know if i want to call it a comeback but resurgence and i keep thinking oh my god but we've been doing this forever Yes. yes
1: well and now you have young people who are in their 20s with a million followers on tiktok yes and a lot of them, I'm sure, are looking at your book or looking at one of our books, when, <laughs> when looking at one of your books, while they're doing their little or you know, that's that's their prep.
2: I mean, yeah. sometimes you wish you want everyone to go deep, right, to the real the real core of of it all. But sometimes just superficially, it's a fun thing. Also, I mean, you've written articles, we've written articles, right? You know, what what what's your eyeglass you know what eyeglasses do you like because of your sign <laughs> the, the, right. the
1: thing that got the most play for us was uh as a joke we did this ice thing cream. about ice cream it got picked up by the times of india by china daily you know wow. a billion people saw this thing about what's your favorite ice cream based on your chart and we did it for fun you know because astrology is fun Carol yes. can be fun too you know and, and my, my first I mean, is, we
2: always ask people what their sign is, you know. For since we've been doing astrology, because say you're at a party and you're kind of bored, they're talking about sports. It's like, let's talk about
0: astrology. Yes, <laughs> it's an instant yeah. friend maker. Yes. Instant yeah, well, that's
1: that's maker. where that's where um, my karma cards uh, came from. They, that's our cat, by the way, uh, out there. And uh, there's
2: a fur ball there. The yeah.
1: little fur ball over there. Um, that's where karma cards came from. Was for, was from parties. I would do astrology at parties, and people would be like, "Oh, I wish you'd come up with a way that we don't need to have you in our house, and <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we, we don't have to invite you, you to a party. We can do yes. it without you." So I invented karma cards, and that's that's been helping people get into astrology since 1988.
2: Because yeah. it, um one level leads to the next, right? If, yeah. if you're willing to kind of go on the lifetime journey of learning aspects and transits. and, But basically, you can tell a lot.
1: Well, yeah. And I mean, if we had your book, if I had your book instead of the A to Z horoscope delineator, for, you know, which is a great book, but I mean, it's pretty dense. If I had, I had your that book, book
0: on, too when I started.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I don't
0: know I. it's... Didn't it,
2: like, limit women, I'm sure? Well, it was written yes. in the early 1900s. Yes, yeah. yes. So and the roles that they described for women were homemaker. Or right,
1: nurse versus doctor for men. <laughs> it's really annoying, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, well, everything's changing now. Everything's getting like a facelift and an update. I still have my original copy uh, somewhere on the shelf there. And uh, the other books that I read were the ones by uh, Zocoyan and Acker, which, you know, my copies are dog-eared. Uh, They also have a book on the astrology of human relationships. I want to talk about synastry for a moment before we start talking about the celestial trilogy for getting along with others. You know, synastry, people talk about it all the time. Like, this chart's compatible, that chart's compatible, blah, blah, blah. And I'm always one of those people, I'm like, "Mm, it doesn't guarantee you're going to get along. And it doesn't mean you, quote unquote, can't get along if somebody has a chart that isn't compatible. Yes. Uh, you know, my first husband and I had very compatible charts, our moons lined up, our Venus's were aligned, we're both Gemini's. Um, but we didn't get along, we had very different lived experiences, very different opinions about things, and reactions to things. And my current husband, um, I've had astrologers say, Oh, you won't make it past the first date with this one. And we've been together 30 years. Rob I hate when Bravo. astrologers
1: say stuff like that. <laughs> we yes. hate
0: dumb astrology. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, yeah, I tell people, you know, it's a little bit of a joke, but it's true. If you really want to go with, with uh, traditional synastry, Amy and I shouldn't be married to anybody, let alone each other.
0: But if right. you look at
1: if you look at our charts, I mean, she's got three planets in Aries. I'm an Aquarius, you know, and, but but yet we've made it. Our charts work and work together because we love each other. And I think, um, as Ptolemy said the stars incline, they don't compel. Yes. And when I hear people say, well, I'm a Scorpio and and and, and she's a this and I, I we don't we wouldn't be good together. I'm like, what are you crazy? What are you, you know, it's that's not what astrology is for. It's
2: more for understanding. I mean, yes. say, say somebody was messy and somebody was a clean freak. How are you going to reconcile that? It doesn't mean you're going to get divorced, right? Well, and I mean, we both happen to be neat freaks, but
1: that's true. The, I'm so we, jealous,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm cluttery, not dirty, but cluttery.
1: Well, my my desk could be excavated by an archaeological team.
2: Well, it's our version of neat freaks, but right, <laughs> right,
1: right, right, but and but, but
2: that, that's the understanding. Like, I know, uh, Monty's an Aquarius, Sun, Leo rising, Moon, and Pisces, so I know sometimes he gets that far away look in his eye like something's wrong, so I know that's. His moon and pisces mm-hmm. or picking. sometimes i'm saying you know maybe we should move that couch and he'll say well let's take down the whole wall you know that's aquarius and leo rise it's very big it things big and dramatic
1: and pluto on the ascendant and, and that's where i it brings it back to the celestial trilogy because to say that you don't get along because of your sun signs what about your moon? What about what yeah. about the rising sign? The rising sign might be ideal for th- for this person. Meanwhile, they're not going on the date because oh my god, I, I I've had bad experiences with Pisces, and, and that that's so limiting. And, well,
2: and- yeah, I mean you can understand the pace of someone. Say somebody's a Taurus and I'm an Aries. It's like I want them to make a decision, but. If I, if I love them or if they're my friend, I understand they have their own pace, you know, to get there. And you respect the individuality and the uniqueness of each person.
0: Right. And I think that's the most important thing. It doesn't matter how, quote, unquote, uh, compatible or incompatible uh, your chart is. It all comes down to understanding and taking the time to know what makes your partner tick or your loved one. And then respecting how they operate, not trying to force anything or assuming anything. Yes, uh, you know when my daughter was born, I did her astrology chart. I did, of course, I did their astrology charts as soon as they were born. People think I'm nuts. I brought my astrology book to the hospital. <laughs> and I wanted to know. And when I did my daughter's chart, and I was I was a young astrologer, young mother, and I looked at her chart. I like, oh my. God, this is going to be a hard child to raise <laughs> because she's a Leo and she's a moon in, in Taurus. And, uh, and I wanted a Leo, don't get me wrong, but all of a sudden it's this moon in Taurus and it's a Virgo rising and everything else was like Leo and Scorpio. And I'm like, Oh, and I've got a very mutable chart. But one of the things I realized is this child needs structure. She needs a lot of structure. Mm. She needs to feel secure. She needs to feel like she's got some control over her environment. Now when I had my son, his son is he's a Aquarius son, Moon and Gemini, Libra rising, all air. Ah all air. Very, very different children. And I knew there had to be different rules also for these children so they could thrive. And I knew they needed different things for me. So Mm -hmm. I looked at astrology for parenting as an opportunity to understand them and again respect the differences and not try to do a cookie cutter thing for Raising Children. Well, yes,
1: that's a great book right there.
0: Great insight into
2: raising a child and, and, and how to nurture their strengths, right? And comp- help yes. them compensate their weaknesses. And
1: Yeah, and, and the moon in Taurus, when you see someone with the moon in Taurus, you know, this is a person who needs to know sometimes you got to sort of give up on something because moon in Taurus people will not
2: easily give up we have two members of our family with moon and taurus Mm -hmm. and we're thinking how can they stay with that person for so long you know what when we want right but that's their that's their journey
1: they're there to show how strong they are so yes and and their emotions are 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 very tied to 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 a strong deep sensual nature
2: sometimes you refer as you learn you refer back if somebody says the moons and taurus you think oh you know I know that how that played out, and my friend, and and also you bring that knowledge to understanding a new person. And kids love astrology.
1: I, I once got yes. to te- I once got to teach a fifth grade class when my nephew was in public school out here, and for some reason the teacher was nuts enough to ask, "Let me do it," and the they kids got it, it yeah. like
0: that. Yeah, and- well, they're smart.
1: Yeah, and and plus there was something different, and and you know I got letters. I was thank you for teaching me on this, and then, then one person wrote and said thank you for telling me I'm an Aries, but I also when I got home I found out I was a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> 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 That's. It was a- it was, it was a lot of fun, but you can, I bet you one can say it'll
2: really be taught. I think, school, it, right?
1: I think there would be less disciplinary problems. There would be less, uh, you know, social media problems. If people knew their charts, the yes. little kids knew their charts, because they want to have some kind of power. They don't want to just be subject to the will of their parents and the schools and stuff like that.
2: That's, it's interesting to sort of visualize how they would bully, you know, ah, oh,
0: you're a Leo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Your Venus is in Virgo. You're too picky.
0: <laughs> so when you two met and you saw that there were some differences in your chart, how did you reconcile that?
1: Well, when we met, um, well, Amy was studying astrology. I was studying Amy. That's my usual. <laughs> so I learned astrology. I used to think yeah, it was early, nonsense.
2: Early 20s. Yeah. So um, we were like right in it. You know, how does that work? How does Leo write? I was shy. He was Leo rising. He was so gregarious, talking to everyone on the street. And I was like, well, you know, it does start to rub off on you a little bit. Well, I was a performing
1: musician, singer, songwriter, and I had bands. And, you know, I used to make my living as a session bass player.
2: And also knowing he was an Aquarius, I didn't care what anyone else thought. I thought that was great. I mean, I'm an Aries, he's an Aquarius. So I I think I see a lot of couples with that combo because they both like freedom. They print. like honesty.
1: Um, and and Amy uh, had been introduced to astrology by her roommate in college, Rupert Smith, who used to do all the printing for Andy Warhol. And I remember him saying to me, you know, the music is good and everything, but you're going to make it as a writer. He said that. <laughs> wow. To me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, at the time, I was like, that was the craziest thing I ever heard
2: <laughs> in my whole life. You know, yeah, I wrote songs, but. Um, Gosh, a good astrologer can really, you know, help steer you.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I think you can look at things like the Celestial Trilogy and you can help your loved one, particularly children, really get an idea of where to direct their energy.
2: Yes. Yes, And, I- and you don't take things so personally. Yes. Because you, you. It gives you like Monty's moon and Pisces, he's picking up things, you know, it's a psychic gift. And, I, you know, I look to that. I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to your moon and Pisces.
1: She does say that a lot. <laughs> Nobody cares what I think. They want to know what the psychic part of me thinks. <laughs> but but if you have a, a, a kid and you just know astrology, the basics and they have a very strong sun position, but, but a very sensitive moon.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, my
1: God. You got to know that or else you're going to. Tr- it sounds like you were a wonderful parent
0: by the way. Well, I I had my moments in the beginning that it took me a while to settle into that, into being a good parent. I got a fifth house Saturn and a Chiron in in the fifth house. So that was it. I had to unlearn a lot of things, but I was at least had astrology, you know, as this little roadmap. It's like, okay, we've got things to work on for me in the parenting realm. But in the meantime, we've got these two humans and let's look at their charts and see what we need to know about them.
1: And it also explains for people why two children can look at their mother and see her as a different person.
0: Yes, because, yes,
1: because and, and that is not mentioned, but I'm sure everybody knows a family where the mother is like a saint, but one kid sees this mother as a problem.
0: Oh, of course. and
1: And, and if you look at the chart, you can actually see why that is. So,
2: That's important to understand because I had two siblings, and they also my mother in a different way.
1: Yeah. And if somebody has Saturn and Cancer, one of the expressions of Saturn and Cancer could feel like they don't get enough nurturing, Mm
0: -hmm. even if they
1: have Mother Teresa as their mother. You know what I mean? They'd be like, well, she's helping those people in the gutter, but she's not being a mother to me. There's there's all these infinite expressions. That's what's so great about astrology, and as you know, is that it shows how different we are, but how the same we all are.
2: Like you have your moon and Scorpio, that's a detective. So your kids couldn't get away with anything. They nothing. got
0: away with nothing.
1: No, <laughs> nothing. I mean, you, yeah, you, you were basically looking at them when they got home and you knew exactly what was going on.
2: I have uh, our friend Audrey has moon and Scorpio.
1: Yeah, you can't put anything past no, her. She's like, something's
2: sure. different about you today and (laughs) so we always (laughs)
0: know we always know so you know my sister and my mother well my mother was a complicated woman period and she had complicated relationships with all of her children but especially complicated relationship with my sister and now let's pretend my mother's been long gone but let's pretend she's still here and these two get a consultation and they're not getting along and my mother is a Sagittarius she's got a moon in Leo and a Gemini rising my sister is a Capricorn sun, uh, Gemini rising, just like mom, but her moon is in Aquarius. So it's the opposite of my mother's. Oh, OK. That's how would interesting. You, how would you advise these two on what do they need to know to get along?
1: Well, first thing I would tell them would be you're both Gemini risings. Therefore, there's two of you and you come off as two different people. Because anytime you see the, I mean, the symbol for it is the Roman numeral two. And think about twins in the womb
2: talking and having their own language. So you can't hold them to it. So in other words, if right. you know they're both Gemini rising and they said something today, tomorrow, you might not be able to hold them to it. And that sometimes can cause a little conflict. And
1: they might not like seeing their expression in another person, mm-hmm. especially the mother. Cause you, you might want your mother to be more one person, but if she's a Gemini rising, she needs the freedom to hold both sides of the argument.
2: And your mother had Moon and Leo and your sister Moon and Aquarius. Aquarius? Yeah. So the Moon and Aquarius doesn't express their emotions that freely. It takes them, they're more analytical or robotic. They're really smart. And your mother would be more dramatic, right? Acting out all of her emotions. So that might not compute with your sister.
1: And Moon and Leo, in my experience, you can't tell them a goddamn thing. <laughs> you know, so so there's there's your sister being the smart person.
2: And, and uh, that Sagittarius aspect is so blunt, right? Yeah. Oh, my yep, God. Yeah. Sometimes that can hurt people's feelings, even though they're telling the truth lots of times.
1: But but she would never admit to being wrong and she would your mother, I'm talking about. And so so for your, for your sister. Your sister's
2: Capricorn? Capricorn. So right. they, yeah, they they need to mull over. And she wants know? to be
1: respected by someone she respects. And and it would be hard for your mother to relate to that energy. It, I mean, that's just not seeing the charts with everything else going. But that's just what we're talking about with the sun, moon, rising sign. You can tell a lot from the sun, moon, and rising sign. So
2: it would be important for them to talk it out with the Gemini rising, right? Right. But there would be a lot of
1: projection with the two Gemini risings. They'd be projecting onto each other any discomfort they feel about the way they present themselves to the world, any embarrassments that they've ever experienced by someone saying, but wait, yesterday you said this. So they get mad at each other because they both do the same thing.
2: As a little child, that uh, Capricorn, your sister, Moon and Aquarius, they want to be grown up. They see what grown ups yeah. are doing. And she might not have wanted to be, you know, a little girl. So that might be, be something that it would help if your mother had understood, you know, astrology.
1: I'm, I'm teaching astrology class. Um, and I have three psychologists in the class. And they didn't know astrology before, but now they're starting to see what it's, it's it's very, you know, astrology can be seen as a, a, a psychological language.
0: That's what I love about it. Yes. It's a tool. It's a yes. tool that really helps yeah. for understanding. And it's so interesting. My mother and sister both have that Gemini rising. My sister looks exactly like my mother. Mm. And mom's been gone for like, uh, oh, many years now. And uh, the last time I saw my sister, she lives uh, up north in Canada. So I don't get to see her very often. Just... I mean, so many of her expressions were so much of mom's. I'm like, for two people who didn't get along, you two are, I mean, identical in expressions. And it's <laughs> very, sure into- she loves she that. To- <laughs> Oh no, she doesn't want to hear that. She doesn't want to hear that. Well, sometimes um, but- things are inherited.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, astrological yeah. traits. Yeah. I know in our family, my brother was a Virgo with a uh, moon and Aquarius and our nephew is Virgo with moon and Aquarius. And it helps us to see and understand how that plays out in both of them
1: it makes you very compassionate yeah knowing us knowing astrology and doing the tarot and, and
2: you're putting yourself in their shoes lots of times
0: yes and i think that's so important because we get be yeah. so involved in our own yeah thing and we're so involved in how we want things to be with somebody that we often overlook what really is right there underneath our nose and astrology just yes. lays it all out and says, listen, this is what this person's all about. Um, so this is what you got to work with.
2: Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, we, we're we obviously prejudiced for astrology. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: we love
2: astrology. astrology. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I mean, I can see people not wanting, well, you know, especially people with Scorpio prominent in their chart, they might not want people to know all that stuff about them, but. That's the brakes.
0: We want to know. Listen, but even if they don't want people to know, if people do know, it's such a benefit because it's like a user manual for you. Yeah.
1: That's a great. great, I
0: like that. Yeah. For your next book. (laughs) You never know. So I've got another. I'm going to have one more silly question. I want to talk about the book a little bit more. Now, I know your cat, Zane. And you guys know I'm a cat fanatic. You no. have Zane's astrology chart. Yes. And I don't have an astrology chart for my two cats because they're shelter cats. So for fun, I would love to know Zane's celestial trilogy. And how do we get along with our pets when we know this stuff? Well, well it's so helpful because... Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, well, totally coincidentally, he's born on Amy's birthday, March wow. 23rd. We, and he,
0: you know, he came into our
2: life magically. So it turns out you know, he's an Aries like me. He's a Sagittarius rising and Moon and Pisces like Monty. So I'm always saying, Zane's just like you. And he's always saying, Well, Zane's just like you. (laughs) But um, you know, Sagittarius rising has to keep on the move. He's always on the move and you know, outdoors. He has to be in nature, whether it's snowing or raining. So it helps us to understand us because he's Sagittarius Rising. Moon and Pisces. He's psychic, you know. Mm-hmm. We can send thought waves to him. He's definitely brainwaves us, you know, when it's time to eat and everything. But sometimes he seems like something's wrong. Just like Monty, Moon, and Pisces can do that.
1: He's picking up on stuff, and you know, doesn't Netunian. like what we what we're giving him for to eat.
2: But and bossy like an Aries. Yes, very I own bossy. it. I'm a little bossy.
1: Just a, <laughs> just a little. <laughs> Nobody. Uh, it's 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 good to know. It's
2: just like people. I mean, he mm-hmm.
1: he fits it to a T. Well, also, you know, he has a cat door. He has to be able to go outside. That's Sag
0: rising. Yeah,
1: Sag rising. And also, when it came time to decide whether we were going to have him fixed or not, we like, if we do not fix this cat, we're never (laughs) going to see him again. Because he's a Sag rising. He'll be out repopulating the planet.
2: But you can see, um, you know, in astrology where the planets are now affects your natal chart. This is aside from your celestial trilogy. You know, so when there's a lot of Aries action, We notice, you know, he has to be careful. We have to, you know, watch him a little more closely, not to get into any accidents. Mostly when he was younger, he'd get into fights and stuff like that.
1: Oh, my God, yes. With birds, no less. With big birds. He once came home, he had scratches around him like a screw from being picked up by a hawk, we think. And turning around and wailing the hawk and being (laughs) let go.
2: But he makes us go outside. That's edge rising. You know, we follow him outside. And that's good for us. Yeah, yeah he, well,
1: he, it's a lot of fun knowing knowing his chart, but I, but you know even though you don't know that your cat's rising signs or the you you could probably guess you right? probably guess
0: <laughs> well we could probably we probably guessed that both of our cats are probably a Taurus because got <laughs> them around the same time now uh, Dalzen's been gone for a while but Dalzen had a very regal bearing so we think he was a Leo rising. Wow, a mm. Leo
1: rising cat. I mean, my and God! No what,
0: he stick his chest out. Oh. He was the ultimate cat. Yeah, love to get his picture taken. Uh, On a camera, this cat would—I mean, I, I, I'm telling you—he had to be a Leo rising. He right away was ready, posed into that camera. Whereas the other cat is yeah. a little more shy.er He's a little more—you know—he's—he's he's got a neediness. So I think he's got a cancer rising. Yeah, I was just gonna say cancer rising.
1: Right, and Zane has never, ever, ever wanted to be picked up. He's a beast really? of the beast of the field
2: and we let him be like that.
1: Yeah, he doesn't. Well, that's it,
2: it goes back to, you know, you want the person to be who they are and not yes. and you can't really change somebody. I mean, the uh, I- Astrology would kind of make that that obvious.
1: Yeah, he he never want he never sits in our lap or anything like that. It's like having a juvenile delinquent for a child. <laughs> you know, you, you know, if you think you've had this this cat because he's going to be total affection and all that, no, you're just going to have to love him and watch him live and watch him move around and do all his stuff. And because you were asking that That's question low, before, a, yeah, a, a, about sinistry and, and, and um yeah, it's not it's not going to be it's not going to fit together like gears. That, yeah if you really love someone, you want them to be themselves, you want to help them be themselves. And that's why the the astrology helps.
0: And so let's talk about your book a little bit more. Uh, when is it coming out? What What do people need to know about the book? Um,
1: well, here's the cover. April I'll show 6th, you the cover.
0: April Oops. 6th.
2: And it's a hardcover and it's beautifully illustrated, which we love when the publisher mm-hmm. gives it their all. And we make it easy where you can reference, uh, you know, a place to get your chart done for free, really easy. So then you can start looking up who you are, who your friends are, who your family is.
1: And and we and, uh, break the sun signs down into, you know, wealth, career,
2: success, love relationships.
1: You know, it's it, We have a some lot.
2: wellness tips in there because that's another thing that that would help you to understand your loved ones when they need a timeout or where they should get massage, you know, like Aries need their temples massage, and Taurus, you know, it's good for them to chant, to stimulate their throat, because in astrology, um, all the signs rule different parts of the body.
1: Right, and we actually did a book uh, called Astrology for Wellness, which I just put the cover up. Yes, Um, it's um,
0: both excellent books. Thank Thank you so much, and we
1: actually have even done a cookbook called Signs and Seasons, uh, which is an astrology-based cookbook. Do so- we
0: say that we love astrology? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're getting that point. And the one thing I will tell for people who are listening is that I've already had an opportunity to preview Mindful Astrology. It and it is a beautifully illustrated book. I mean, your Thank publisher you. made a gorgeous book, and I love that because Libra Risings love beautiful things. Yeah, sure. And the book is really useful. It's useful and it goes beyond sun sign astrology. Yes which I love because it's giving so much more for the reader to understand themselves and other people so they can live their best lives and also so they can have their best relationships. I think this is a very helpful book for that. Thank you so much, Teresa. Thank you.
1: We're, we're trying. I mean, we, we're very lucky, and we've been together since 1974. We met in 1974, wow. and we've been living together since 1975, and it's better than ever. And we like to think of astrology and tarot as our... Are languages of love.
0: Yep.
2: Well, I, I agree. think um that I was thinking that looking at your celestial trilogy is sort of like reading the cards. Yes. You know, you look at it and sort of intuitively you make that blend and see how they're all working together. Just like when you lay out the cards. And the more you do it, the the better you get. So it's good to just start, you know, the people that you care about to start checking out their charts.
0: I think it is a brilliant idea because right off the jump you've got something to go on, even if you don't know anything about the person or the cat or dog Mm -hmm. in your life, (laughs) you get a really good idea of where to start. So I think that this book is something that everybody's going to find very useful, whether they're looking at their human companions or their selves or their four-legged or feathered companions too. So I want to thank you both for writing this book. Well, thank thank you. you. It's
1: available for pre-order and It'll be in in the stores pretty soon.
0: April 6th.
2: I saw Barnes & Noble said April 13th, so I don't know what's going on there. But. Well,
1: well, you know the, the joy of publishing, right?
0: <laughs> I know the joy of publishing. It kind and of
2: shifts it, and changes a little bit.
0: It's funny. Every time I get a, a publishing date, it all ends up the, the book will drop a couple weeks earlier, and I'm just so not prepared for it that I'm like, what the? You know, so you never know with that. It just, what about,
1: earlier? What about better. I
0: don't remember writing this. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Absolutely. Oh. And people will be able to buy it anywhere online or off, correct?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we want people to buy it from their local bookstore, but um, we we have our own shelf in every Barnes and Noble because we've been doing this for a while.
2: Well, sometimes it's spirituality section. Sometimes it's metaphysical. They kind of move around. Crammed in with all the other astrology books these days.
1: But listen, we've all helped so many people get into astrology and tarot. That's
2: what we wanted, right? Yeah,
1: it's what we wanted. So <laughs> we're hoisted by our own petard that there's so many oracle systems and all this other stuff. We wanted people to do it, and they did it.
2: But our website is called TheEnchantedWorld.com, and all of our books and tools are there as well.
1: As well as Amy's uh, incredible clothing. She's a fashion designer for Bergdorf Goodman exclusive for 22 years, which is Neiman Marcus.
0: And hey, we can
2: be a tarot reader, an astrologer, and a fashion designer course. all at once.
0: <laughs> it together. I mean, it all makes sense. It yes. all absolutely makes sense. And I'm glad you asked, uh, told me where people could find you because that was going to be my next question. <laughs> uh, and I want to thank you both for, A, writing the book and all the other books and decks and contributions that you've made to the tarot and astrology and metaphysical world. And thank you so much for spending time with me today talking about the Celestial Trilogy. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you so Teresa. much, Teresa. All right, people, that's all for today's episode. And if you're enjoying the show, you know what to do. Get on over to iTunes, leave a kind review, because that's the best way to help new listeners discover the show. And of course, I appreciate that so much. And for more fun stuff, head over to my website, thetarolady.com. You'll find tons of resources about tarot and astrology, including my free monthly forecasts and horoscopes and so much more. Again, that's thetarolady.com. I'll see you there. And remember, no matter what's going on in the cosmos today, ultimately, you are in charge of your life. You're in the driver's seat. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change the course. You're the boss and you've got that power. Be kind to yourself and others and make smart decisions. I'll see you in the next episode.